0: This week in the parish of forces and market structure, Saudi Tadawul They may achieve a $4 billion valuation upon IPO, while the Nigerian exchange should be a public traded company by the time you hear this podcast. Meanwhile, the European Commission demands a near real-time consolidated tip. One wonders if the EU can catch up on a decade of undelivered promises around capital markets union. And this podcast is coming to you from Nassau in the Bahamas, where Mr. and Mrs. Young have been keynote speakers at the first Arawak X International Investor Conference. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, Episode 116. Near real-time information is needed to attract more retail investors to capital markets, said the European Commission this week via the Brussels Bugle, after Phase A, the European Securities Exchange Federation, tried to fit an execution format which might actually meet the EU's ongoing incapacity to achieve things. Thus, the European Commission delivered a low-latency splat to the entire 15-minute delayed notion with a near-real-time demand for the consolidated tip. Well, that's the right idea from the European Commission, but faise, we're being realistic. After all, it's the European Union we're talking about here, aka those who have comprehensively failed to achieve, for example, any meaningful capital markets union, after a decade of vocal emissions, but little beyond that European Commission's nebulous hot air. Better data needed for reform of the European trading rules, said the official according to the headline in Reuters. Some might argue a better European Union is the vital prerequisite so we can actually have a capital markets union. The City of London Corporation, they finally got behind the message. In a week where the previously Europhile-crazed City of London Corporation got in line with protecting clearinghouse access from the UK to the EU. Meanwhile, over in Nigeria, the exchange was preparing to list on its own bourse by the end of the week, while the big news in regulation was delivered in a zinger. Bloomberg headline, SEC Chief to Wall Street, the everything crackdown is coming. Echoing, of course, the sympathies of Exchange Invest, as we've been explaining to subscribers for months, in fact, from the very day when it was first mooted that Gary Gensler might be taking over as SEC chairman. So, just in case you rented one of Osama Bin Laden's old caves via Airbnb for the past few months and have not been reading Exchange Invest, you really need to read that article. The point is that, of course, as we've also raised in Exchange Invest, one of execution A fascinating issue, the Gensler regime has a swaggering ambition which may undercut its ability to deliver, which makes, of course, the SEC little different to the rest of the current US government on the ambition stakes, albeit Gary Gensler has a reputation for competence, which is not apparent anywhere else from the White House down in the current government. Therefore, we are left to ponder, quis custodiet the everything crackdown. Across the Atlantic, London Metals Week has returned. The hottest party in the metals world is back, but much smaller, noted Bloomberg. The week's centrepiece event, they said, a black-tie dinner, the infamous LME Week dinner, hosted by the exchange that is normally attended by 2,000 people in the ballroom of the Grosvenor House Hotel, is going ahead with a slimmed-down 850 guests and larger gaps between the tables. We hope everyone involved had a lovely evening and toasted the soiree from where Exchange Invest has been produced this week, and indeed also this podcast, The Nassau in the Bahamas. Depleting net worth has put the Metropolitan Stock Exchange of India future in limbo. As per the rules, stock exchanges have to maintain a 100 crore rupee net worth. MSCI, which was originally founded as MCX Stock Exchange, MCXSX, was once jointly promoted by Financial Technologies at its birth. Financial Technologies being the Jignesh Shah company, which has since been rechristened 63 moons in the wake of the NSEL fiasco. It was the offspring of Commodity Bourse MCX, but never quite caught the zeitgeist in the same way that MCX became a dominant player in India's commodity markets. Now it seems the exchange's net worth may well be below the threshold or perilously close. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the Saudi exchange Tadawul. they're said to be close to an IPO at an impressive valuation of 4 billion US dollars. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 U.S. dollars per user, per year or currency equivalent, You can get more details at ExchangeInvest.com or email me, Patrick at DerivativesVision.com. In new markets this week, it was a busy week for various new markets and all of the information on that, the deals and everything else were in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter nobody can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at a few edited highlights amongst the new markets. Promax launched last week. It's the world's first direct real-time platform based around initially trading Mu Tai, China's most famous national liquor. The platform's Hong Kong-based digital marketplace, it's trading physical commodities, and indeed, as we learnt subsequently, it's being powered by Xperi, the upstart exchange trading and execution platform. Elsewhere, the London Metals Exchange, they made an announcement during their London Metals Week that they have a deal with Metals Hub to provide digital spot trading in base metals. The first contract to come out there will be in aluminium. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you're travelling somewhere, whether it's by Nassau in the Bahamas or not, you should be reading Victory or Death. If you haven't got a copy, pick one up from Amazon.com or wherever books are sold, Victory or Death, a blockchain cryptocurrency in the fintech world. It's an easy read. It is published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Meanwhile, we had a great episode this week of IPO Vid. We were in the offices of Arawak X. That's the upstart new exchange and crowdfunding platform centered around SME markets. You can catch the highlights of that, the entire one hour show indeed, on youtube.com. Just go search for IPO-Vid. The Coinbase CEO, he had a bit of a strop. Chief Executive of Coinbase Global, Brian Armstrong, said he's concerned US business leaders will quit due to the scrutiny they face. He made the comments hours after Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg had publicly defended his company following a series of negative stories. Hmm, I have to say, I'm minded to wonder about the idea of being the chief executive of a publicly quoted company worth umpteen billion dollars and then not expecting some degree of public scrutiny. Meanwhile, that came in the week when crypto exchange Binance ended derivatives trading and other offerings in South Africa, which means that South Africa has joined an expanding list. The UK, Australia, Thailand, Germany, Canada, Japan and Italy, amongst others, who have issued bans and warnings to the Binance exchange. Meanwhile, Binance themselves, they registered three more firms in Ireland as the crypto regulation battle heats up. Seems that the Binance CEO is saying Ireland is part of its HQ plans. Quite which part, it is not clear. Indeed, it's not clear what Dublin did to deserve Binance. At the same time, other coin media have been wondering, in this case, CoinGape, is Binance seeking an HQ in Dubai? And then suggested a few whodunit clues. Pointing in the direction of fact that, well, clearly, having failed to acquire regulatory approval in Singapore, according to CoinGape, the world's largest crypto exchange platform's CEO, Peng Zhao, better known as CZ, had been spotted in Dubai, attending a meeting with the authorities. Thus, it seems there will be a headquarters, or perhaps several headquarters to Binance coming soon in the public eye, and D seems to be the starter letter. Some folks say Dublin, others say Dubai. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of board bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. ExchangeInvest is available to subscribers at 200 US dollars per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me Patrick at DerivativesVision.com Back to Coinbase. They've been hit with a class action suit for failure to register as an exchange. AKA, they do not meet the definition of an exchange under federal securities law, according to this suit. That, of course, leaves us to wonder, is there any news from the 6,000 folks who got hacked during the DPO process ramp up? Does anybody expect they're not going to sue? Product news this week, ICE Benchmark Administration, they've launched a beta USD Software, ICE swap rate and USD SOFR spread adjusted ICE swap rate to assist the nonlinear market in its transition to software, away from LIBOR. MCX, they're moving to SEBI, the regulator asking for options in Comdex, their commodity index. And indeed, money control reckons index options in commodities will be a game changer for MCX. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court in India disposing of the SEBI CERC case has opened the door for electricity futures. Certainly longer term power derivatives now seem to be allowed. And that is going to be quite the revolution for the likes of the IEX, the Indian Energy Exchange and its upstart competitors. If you're struggling with the history and relevance of this agreement, think of it as an Indian sparky Shad Johnson. Back to the crypto world, the Mexican Stock Exchange is considering joining the Crypto Futures Party, according to the BMV CEO, José Oriol Bosch. Regulation news this week, the French watchdog, the IMF, their chief, has called for a ban on payment for order flow in the European Union stock market which would mark out an even more stark divergence between the European Union's model of stock trading and the American anything-goes payment-for-order flow model. South Korea, they're planning a 20% crypto tax from 2022, but will exclude NFTs from the duty. Elsewhere, the White House has been stating that it's weighing broader oversight of the cryptocurrency market leaving us to wonder in exchange-invest that perhaps Elizabeth Warren may be running the USA, as after all, we can be fairly clear that neither the president nor the vice president currently seem to be in charge. Career Paths and People News this week, the UAE markets regulator gets a female CEO. Al Suwaidi has taken charge. That's a a fairly spectacular move for girl power. It has to be said, of course, though, In neighbouring Saudi Arabia, Sarah al suhaimi became the first woman to chair the Saudi Arabian stock exchange Tadwal in 2017 and is about to lead it to an IPO, perhaps at a valuation, as we mentioned earlier, as high as $4 billion. Binance US, they've bumped their president, Brian Schroeder, to CEO, while the CFO has departed. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com, with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome, wherever you find this podcast. Over in Big World this week, we were musing on the fact that China's Golden Week data turned out to be remarkably soft for retail sales that, one suggests, might bode rather ill. According to an analyst's note by Citi, the spend weakness was attributable to the relatively soft prices of travel products and a shift towards short-haul trips. Given that that comes on the back of a likely Evergrande default, and indeed a minor meltdown across the Chinese property market, which might actually be a major meltdown across the Chinese property market as a result of Evergrande, doesn't strike me as overly good news for the world economy. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. I will see you back every day in the newsletter Exchange Invest. If you're a subscriber, if not, join us. Come to ExchangeInvest.com and sign up for a trial. I wish you, wherever you are in the world today, a sunny week. A great week in blockchain, life and markets. Thanks for listening. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.